Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. I'm presenting a verse-by-verse study through the Gospel of John, and this is the 104th program in this series. I've been in John chapter 17, verse 3, where Jesus said that this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And in the previous two programs, I described a certain kind of person who simply would not want to know God. And in general, this goes back to how a person learns to solve the problems of life. As a person is growing up, they discover that there are others that are solving the problems of life for them. And so what they will tend to do is they will tend to try to find ways to continue to depend on other people or to find new people who will solve their problems for them, solve the problems of food, shelter, energy, things that we need to sustain our lives. That this is the way that people solve their problems, solve the problems of life, is that they find someone else to solve the problems for them. In order to accomplish this, the way that people will usually do this is they will use dishonesty, they will use manipulation, they will make false promises, they will make agreements and never fulfill their part of those agreements, They effectively just make it through life by being dishonest and by telling lies. And unfortunately, there are many circumstances where a person can be reasonably successful, at least for a while, through manipulation and deception and through effectively abusing other people in these ways. That this is just simply a dishonest person. This kind of a person is not going to have a relationship with God, first of all, because they will not want to have a relationship with God. Why would they want to have a relationship with a person who they're not going to be able to just lie to, deceive, manipulate, abuse? They know that God is not going to allow them to just do that. These people know they're not going to be able to deceive God, and so their interest in having a relationship with him just isn't going to exist. He's looking for someone who wants to genuinely know him. And as I explained in the previous programs, these are the kinds of people who will only want to know someone else to the extent of understanding what they need to do or say in order to manipulate this other person. And since God is just not going to be a participant in that, these relationships between these kinds of people, and God just simply will not exist. I did explain that there are opportunities in life for people to make a decision to be otherwise. And these are decisions that people make concerning what they're going to do and how they're going to have relationships with other people. It really is a decision, even though I know the overwhelming majority 
of the psychological communities in the world would like to say that this is some kind of a psychological genetic makeup of some kind where people just can't help it. It's just the way they are, these kinds of things. Maybe we can find some medication for people like this. But all of the solutions that are being presented for these kinds of attitudes that people have, these solutions always place blame in the wrong place. They never consider that the individuals who are like this really are like this because they have decided to be like this. This is their decision. Now, I understand that there can be some exceptions. I understand that that can be the case. But in general, this is a decision. And I, of course, have encountered a lot of people who are like this. I myself have not encountered a person who I would say that this is not a decision. Everyone who I've ever encountered, from what I could tell, it really was just simply their decision. So when there is a critical moment, when there is a life-changing event in someone's life, to the extent where they have to redefine their life or restructure their life, this is usually the opportunity for a person to make different decisions. And sometimes this is the case. So if you have people like this, in your life, who are obviously committed to living off of the labor of someone else. They simply will not be a participant in the relationships with other people outside of their desire to live off of someone else's efforts, and that someone else has to solve the problems of life, and they're not contributing by being a part of solving the problems of life. When you encounter people like this, you can let them know that you do believe in the Lord and that you have some insights concerning the scriptures and the gospel and what it means to know God. But you should do so keeping in mind that it's unlikely that they will ever turn to the Lord. But if they do, it will likely be because their life changes to the extent where they have to assume personal responsibility for themselves where they will really have to do something, and they will have to be honest. They will have to establish genuine relationships, and they will have to do their part when they make agreements with other people. And as they begin to redefine their lives, this is usually when a person will reconsider the things of God and consider, well, maybe I do need some truth. I do need some honesty in my life. Maybe I do need something real that I can't just pretend that life is one way when, of course, it just isn't, but I can't pretend anymore. Now I have to be really faced with reality, and so maybe it's time to consider that God should have a place in my life. And if they know that you are a person who they can talk with about these things, then there can be an opportunity for you to have an influence in the decisions that they make regarding the redefinition of their faith and their relationships with others. But without these kinds of life-changing circumstances, it's highly unusual for something like this to ever happen. Now, I'd like to spend a few more minutes talking about this idea of decision. I really want to emphasize this, because there are so many people who really want to believe in things like destiny. People really want to believe in destiny, in some cultures, it's a very important part of the way that people relate to each other. 
and relate to the world that they are part of. They really do look for that destiny for them. They really live as if there is some higher power of some kind who is making all the decisions that's going to affect their lives, and they're just simply going through the motions and expect that whoever is destiny is going to do things right for them. This is another form of irresponsibility. It is a decision to believe in the doctrine, in the religion of destiny. And it is very attractive because it means that you're not responsible for your decisions or for how you build your life. Someone else is, in this case, the divine, whatever that might be. This is represented in similar philosophies, such as providence. The idea of providence is very much like the idea of destiny. In other religious groups, we use the word predestination, the idea of things being predetermined or predestined. It's another derivation of destiny, and it's very appealing, again, because people do not need to be responsible. There are all kinds of different groups that spin off of these ideas. For example, the universalist, the person who believes that everyone is going to be saved. That's a spin off of this idea of destiny, of providence, of predestination. Very appealing for people who do not want to be responsible for their own decisions. And there are leaders who rise up who teach people this because people want to be taught this, because people want to believe this. So whether the leaders believe in it or not, they will teach it just because they'll get paid to do it. People will give them money to tell them that they don't have to be responsible for themselves. But folks, this is a fundamental issue that establishes our relationship with our God that we are responsible for ourselves. To begin with, we usually start with the fact that we have committed sin, that we have a need for forgiveness. Just that in and of itself requires a person to embrace personal responsibility. Now, if you cannot enter in to the relationship with God through forgiveness then you're never going to experience the forgiveness that God has for you. It will be impossible for you to relate to others and forgive others as you have been forgiven by your God because you haven't been. You haven't been in the sense that you have not embraced it for yourself. You're not going to be able to grow in the freedom from the law not in the sense of struggling with it and being set free from it, which everyone really needs to do to some degree in their life experience, have a struggle with the law, have a struggle with trying to be right with God to discover you really can't be, not by your own works, that you genuinely need to understand his grace and mercy. These are characteristics of God. This is who he is. This is the beginning of, of knowing him. And this is what eternal life is about. It's about knowing your God. John chapter 17, verse 3. It's about knowing your God. And without embracing personal responsibility, without putting aside these philosophical ideas of destiny, providence, 
predestination, all this nonsense that people come up with in order to try to escape their responsibility for themselves, then you're never going to know your God for who he is. The kind of relationship that you will want to have with him or that you will pursue with him or that you will think you have with him isn't going to happen. It's not going to exist. There's more to this to discover the inheritance you have in Christ and how to live your life with the inheritance that you have been given. This all starts with the subject of forgiveness. So there are many transitions that a person goes through after they get started in knowing their God so that they may know him more and more and more. And this is a layered approach of which there is no end. These are decisions that people make to reject, to reject what God has presented to everyone. The truth is self-evident. The truth is everywhere. It is in abundance. And people decide to reject it. All God has done is present himself. That's all he's done. He has presented himself. He has proclaimed himself. He has expressed the fact that forgiveness is important. He has established a new covenant. He has proclaimed truth. He is the one who defines truth. When he presents himself, when he presents forgiveness, when he presents the new covenant, and he presents truth then he discriminates between those who are willing to embrace him for who he is and those who will reject him. He does that just by his existence. And in general, you will find that those who make the decision to solve the problems of life through dishonesty, through manipulation, through refusing to take responsibility, these people reject God in the way that he presents himself. Now, the other kind of person, we would say then, is the person who is responsible. A person who makes a decision that they really are going to do what they can. And if they can't do something, they're going to learn how to do something. They're going to learn to do what they need to do. They will solve the problems of life that they are confronted with. They will learn how to take care of themselves. They will not use dishonesty manipulation, they will make promises and they will keep them. They will make agreements and they will fulfill their part of the agreements. There are people like this as well. And they are like this because they have decided that this is who they really want to be. But just because a person goes in this direction does not automatically mean that they're going to be saved either or that they want to know the Lord either. I've just spent the previous two programs and the current program up to this point in this message talking about those who decide to be irresponsible. But what about those who decide to be responsible? They have their own obstacles. They have their own issues that they're going to have to work through. Probably the most common is that they establish relationships on the basis of of agreements about what one person is going to do and the other person is going to do. They are responsible and they are successful. They do solve the problems of life, 
But you know, in the world that we are a part of, when you engage in the world and you engage in relationships with other people, what happens is, is that this is understood as you do things and people then give you things in return. That's the kind of relationship that the responsible person experiences with others, that type of relationship where they do something and they do get something in return that is an honest reflection of what they did. Honest compensation, for example. Well, people will impose this on their relationship with God, that if they do certain things for God, well, then they will receive compensation. If they do not sin, for example, if they don't commit certain sins, or if they do certain works, or if they participate in certain ceremonies, or sacraments, or festivals, or whatever it may be, if they are obedient to God, well then God is going to bless them. They are going to receive compensation for their responsibility for them fulfilling their responsibility for them doing their part for being honest for not being manipulative for solving the problems they're able to solve or learn how to solve what happens is that they look to their god as a person who's going to compensate them for their efforts Now, a lot of this is inspired by the Old Covenant. When God defined the Old Covenant, that was a big part of the Old Covenant. You obey his commandments, you do all that he has said, and he will bless you. So God has contributed to this kind of philosophical approach to the problems of life, and people will relate to their God in this way. And if they don't receive the blessings that they expect to receive, well, then there's usually a default for the rewards that they expect to be rewarded in heaven by God for things that God effectively owes them because he didn't pay up or he didn't compensate them adequately when they were alive physically here on earth. So it's either the blessings now or it's rewards later, but either way, a person is going to receive compensation for doing their part. And like I said, this is inspired a little bit by the Old Covenant that God defined. There is, of course, a lot to say about why he defined the Old Covenant and how it was used. It was used in multiple ways. And so those are separate subjects that are very important, but I'm not going to address those issues in these programs right here. In this case, I'm wanting to stay focused on the topic of knowing our God. And when a person decides to live a life of responsibility instead of irresponsibility, well, then they go in this direction, this other direction, of doing works for God such that he will likely compensate them for the work that they did. And this leads to other kinds of problems. For example, a person is never going to obey the law enough for God to bless them in return. So he's never going to fulfill that. Therefore, he's not going to be giving rewards to people because he failed to bless them either. Now, of course, I know that God blesses people and I know that God will reward people. But these blessings and these rewards are going to be established 
on the basis of other issues and other criteria besides you doing things for God and then praying to him as if he owes you. That's something totally different. But what I do need to say is that when a person goes in this direction, when they live this religious life, when they decide that this is how they are going to approach their life and approach their God, they never get to know him as a person either. And eternal life is knowing your God. But that's not what people are doing. They are still stuck in this physical world, in this physical life about the issues of the flesh. It's just that instead of living their life with no integrity and dishonorably, they live their life with integrity and honor. But it still is related to the flesh. And even though they live a life outside of dishonesty. They are not living in a dishonest way. They are living in honesty. They are living in the pursuit of truth. They can only go so far. They cannot go far enough to really know their God. There are other transitions that they have to work through, that they have to get through. And this, again, is related to forgiveness, that a person needs to come to the end of themselves and recognize that there is nothing that they can hold on to that establishes a relationship between themselves and God, only his grace and mercy. But a person who lives by responsibility and honesty and integrity and does not manipulate others in order to get the things that they want and in order to solve the problems of life, they still have to struggle with the issues related to their personal pride that they will have developed. And this personal pride is an obstacle that these people have to get past in order to embrace the forgiveness of God. So they can move forward in knowing their God through that introduction, through that open door of the subject of forgiveness. They again will say, I don't need forgiveness like other people need forgiveness because I do live honestly. I do not live to abuse other people. I do take responsibility for myself. Well, that again, that leads to a different kind of struggle. And these kinds of people have to get past that struggle as well. Now, moving forward into verse four, John chapter 17, verse four Jesus continues, and he says, I have glorified you on the earth, referring to I have made you known on the earth. That's what he did. He just simply made God known. He told the truth. And, of course, that was a real struggle for a lot of people, and most everyone rejected him because he revealed the truth. He goes on, and he says, I have finished the work of which you have given me to do. Now, there is, of course, a lot to say about the work that Jesus did, and I will have to spend time with that in the next program. For now, however, as it relates to the two different kinds of people that I've spent a lot of time describing, the irresponsible and the responsible, they are both going to have their own struggles when it comes to This relationship with God, that God wants people to work with him, 
He wants people to work with him. He's got Jesus who is working with him, who completed the work that God gave him to do. Now, with the irresponsible, this is easy, because the irresponsible just simply don't want to have a relationship with someone else such that they have to do some work. The someone else is supposed to do all of the work. That is the purpose for having a relationship with someone else, because they will do the work. That's the irresponsible person. And then the responsible, they have their own obstacles, such as, well, what am I going to get out of it? How is God going to bless me? How is he going to reward me if I participate in the works that he is doing, if I do the work that he has given me to do? What will be my compensation? This is an obstacle for the responsible. And so, regardless of who a person is, they're going to have their own unique struggles. And we are fortunate that the one thing we can be sure of is that our God will evaluate the condition of each person's heart. And I will continue with this in the next program. Thank you for listening. This is the 104th program in the verse-by-verse study through the Gospel of John. In this program, I spent a little bit more time talking about John chapter 17, verse 3, where God is looking for people who want to know who he is. I spent a little bit more time talking about the obstacles of an irresponsible person, that they would not want to know him because he's not going to have the kind of relationship that they want to have with people. And in this program, I spent time talking about the responsible person and that they have their own obstacles that they are not necessarily going to want to know their God because they want a relationship such that they are compensated for their participation in the relationship. And God is not necessarily going to be a part of that. That was advertised as part of the Old Covenant, but in the New Covenant we are invited to participate without any real compensation, that we are going to be allowed to be a participant in the creation of life and know our God through working with him without necessarily receiving any compensation. The compensation is that we may know our God. And I will continue more into verse 4 in the next program. You have been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 383-53, Colorado Springs, Colorado. 80937 or use the donation link on our website livinggodministries.net that is livinggodministries.net